Good day and welcome to the fifth episode of the Fellowcast. And you are listening to me, your host, Voldu. And with me today, I have Kerry Stewart. Um, she's uh, in the prophetic ministry, or she runs the prophetic ministry of the fellowship. And she's also a prophetess. She's called as a prophetess. So welcome, Kerry. Thank you for being with us today or with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm very, very excited to get into this. But I think the question that's on everyone's mind is, can you read our minds? Definitely not. <laughs> I'm just I would love to, then I'd understand my husband better, but definitely not. <laughs> That's good to know. Just easing into it on a, on a light note, just to tell people out there that the, the idea behind this whole interview process is, is kind of just for people to get to know the person behind the ministry. Because often people see the you on the stage or they'll, they'll get a word from you or whatever, but they don't really know you or they know your heart. So, so just in a nutshell... Who is Kerry Stewart? Who is Kerry Stewart? I think first and foremost, I'm a girl that's saved by grace. And uh, I really love Jesus with my whole heart. And I think everything that I do comes out of that place. Mm. Um, I'm a wife to an incredible husband. And I'm a mom to two kids. Yeah. So most of my day is taken up uh, running around my, my babies. And um, yeah, just really positioning my heart before the Lord to see where He's taking me. Um, and I think in a nutshell... That's who I am. Mm. Um, yeah, and I love I love to be around people. Mm. And I love to see people encouraged. And uh, yeah, I think God's created me to function out of that place of seeing people's lives change through encouragement. And and what would you say, I know you've you got some business things going on and so on, but what do you do for fun? What do you do to, to just relax and enjoy yourself and, and have fun? So many people are quite shocked when they find out what I do for fun. Okay. Um, I love cooking and I've always enjoyed cooking. I love experimenting in the kitchen and my perfect relaxed Saturday is the kids sit on bar stools and we come up with concoctions in the nice. kitchen. And I, I have quite a, a strong health um, background. Like mm. I really want to be healthy. And because of my um, health in the last year, I really had to make better health choices. Mm. And so we play around with alternate healthy foods, baking cakes, healthy, and all of those kind of things. And um, I, yeah, I just love being around friends and fellowship. Mm. And if there's food involved and good healthy food in that, then it's even better. Yeah, yeah. I can vouch for that. Yeah, the <laughs> bars and, and the nutritious stuff, they taste really nice. Oh, thank you. But, but hopefully in the future we'll talk about that, yes. that as well. So getting into more of the, the meaty kind of stuff around mm. the prophetic um, most people will know that it do doesn't just happen. You don't just fall into the ministry or whatever. But when would you say, or how did you know there was a call on your life um, for the prophetic specifically? Well, I think, I think from a very young age, I knew that there was a call on my life mm. in the sense of I loved Jesus radically different to people around me. And I, and I, I, w I picked it up because there was just a, from young, I had a longing to do what was right mm. and to be obedient to the Lord. And it never, that was always there. Um, and people acknowledged that on, on my life. So there's been a call, but to define what that call was, that only came much later in life. Mm. And um, I'm very bold on saying this. I have gone through years of deliverance and inner healing. And I think it was only after going through my first uh, inner healing and deliverance at 19 that um, that ungifting that gifting started to be unlocked. Opening up. Um, yeah. Because of the the pain or the exposure of stuff that I was in, it blocked that that call or mm. the the flow of the anointing. And as God came and He healed and He and He, I hated the church. I'll be mm. very honest with you. I really did not like the church at 19. 
I remember saying to God, I'll follow you with my whole heart, but Christians, you can take them. <laughs> um, and God, you know, pr the prophetic is loving God's people. And so he needed to heal that pain mm. to bring me into a place of love before it started to flow. So I would say um, around about 23, 24, after going through a massive inner healing and starting to move in inner healing myself, working with other people, did I start to see prophetic ending? I would start to see the end of the healing, like mm. getting picture of where people should be and the anointing and the call on their lives. Mm. And I realized, okay, hang on, God's busy doing something else here. Mm. And then I dived into it and I read every book I could. I sought God. I, I, I didn't know the definition of prophetic, mm. but I knew that there was something there. And my phenomenal mentor, um, Janet, her and I really sat before the Lord and pioneered how are we going to walk this? Because it was so foreign mm. in our circle sure. at the time. Yeah, It's quite incredible how often what God does does in our lives prepares us for what we will see happening in other people's yes. lives. I, I mean, I wouldn't say that's a rule for, for ministry, but just sharing with how you got healing in your life and, and you got to see the, the call in your life. You got to see who you really are. Yeah. And in essence, that's what the prophetic is, is, is calling out out of people what God created them to be. So it's beautiful just to, to see how that marries together, how you started out and how you are kind of administering that into people's lives now through the power yeah. of the Spirit. That's awesome. Um, what would you say in terms of, you know, leading a ministry, what are some some of the strong indicators that someone has a prophetic gifting on, on their life? Okay, well... Um, First of all, I need to say that in, in this congregation, we believe that everybody should be operating mm. in the prophetic. Yeah. And um, when I say the word prophetic, we have many different point of views. Yeah. So there needs to be a little bit of grounding and teaching about how we view that. And mm. you can do that with one of our courses. But um, if you do not have a, a place where you're hearing God's voice and responding in obedience, you're not in relationship with the Lord. Mm. Um, and so the very first thing is to have indicators about whether you are a leader or, or gifted in that, w we will see somebody who moves in strong obedience mm. to the Word of God, strong obedience to the rhema Word of God. When God lays things on their heart, the Holy Spirit leads them. And it's out of this place of obedience that the favor follows mm. and the anointing follows. Um, and I'll be very honest, I've seen the most anointed people, but there is not a submission and a, an obedience to the Lord. Mm. And they never grow in that anointing. They, yeah. they always stay stagnant. So the first thing is a level of obedience mm. and a level of purity in their mm. obedience. The second thing is God's gifted us differently. And uh, that's amazing because yeah. it would be boring if we're all the same. And, and you'll probably find that it will be a natural encourager. The person will naturally want to encourage and, and want to build up the body. And it will be somebody very sensitive to the Holy Spirit, mm. um, to the spirit realm. So they will move in high discernment, high intercession, generally follows somebody very, very strongly prophetic. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think because the realm of prophetic is so big, there are different indicators. But for me, I look for obedience. Mm. If there's not that submission to being obedient to whatever God says, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say there's a leadership role mm. of being prophetic. Okay, yeah. okay. And, and, and I think in terms of um, growing people I in the prophetic, it's obviously important that, that you recognize that gifting and on someone's life. And, and I think it's Paul that, that writes in Corinthians, I, I wish that, that all of you would prophesy. So we do know that it is, a, that it is something that we can all aspire to. Mm. But maybe talk, talk to us uh, about the difference between being called 
mm-hmm. uh, the calling or the on your life and and the gifting. So so the office of prophet and just prophesying, yes. if that makes sense. Well, I think um, this is, there's a lot of confusion around this, so it's a really good question. Um, first and foremost, in this church, we believe everybody operates in the gift of the Spirit. Mm. Um, so the Spirit, as He wills, releases giftings, and one of those being prophetic words. Yep. Um, and so because it's New Testament, we're filled with the Spirit, we are governed by New Testament um, kind of a stipulation in yep. the Word of God. And so if you go into Corinthians 14, it says uh, the role of the prophetic is to edify, encourage, and comfort the body. Yep. And so... Um, Everybody in the body should be encouraging, should be edificate, uh, edifying the body and comforting the body yeah. with positive, um, encouraging words. Mm. Uh, so that's first and foremost. Um, th- there's not even a, a doubt in our minds that people are, you know, you should be flowing yeah. there. That's as it's like cre- sharing as the gospel. That's it. As, as heirs and, and uh, as, as children of God, yeah. w- we should be encouraging. When we walk into the room, we must be the most encouraging person, the person mm. that carries heaven and releases it. Then you get the office of prophet. And I think this is where a lot of confusion has come into. So if you look at the Old Testament, you have your Elijah's, Elisha's, you have your Jeremiah's um, and uh, Isaiah's. These were men who were anointed. And there's Deborah, the Mm. prophetesses. These are men and women who are anointed by God and are recognized by leaders. Yeah as somebody who hears the voice of God and they speak into a town, they speak into a nation, they speak into a group of people, mm. they, they bring in and usher in a voice of God. And so how we would say that translates uh, into the New Testament is God anoints men and women as part of the fivefold ministry because mm. we see in the fivefold ministry there's teachers, apostles, uh, prophets, evangelists, and apostles. And um, but that's for the edification of the church. And sometimes we just want the, oh, I've got an office. But the the whole scripture says for the edification of the church so that she can grow into full maturity, standing in unity. And so the the role of an office is to teach the church to hear God's voice, is to teach the church to go into the presence of God, to abide in the presence, to dwell in the presence, to recognize the presence of God. Um, It's to teach the church to to sharpen in the gift of prophecy. Mm. Okay, Um, With that come a few roles with an office that a person walking in the spirit, the gifting of the spirit, will do do differently. So one, I believe a prophet will move in correction and will move in um, in a directional role like mm. we see in Old Testament. But the defining thing is somebody who is in office will have a heart for God's people. Yeah. And so it'll be out of love. There's a love that comes. There's a love that comes. And because they have been acknowledged by leadership as a prophet or a prophetess, they've been tested by leadership as one that loves the body. Yeah. And so, um, I, you know, people who want to bring words of correction, if it's not in love, they're actually moving in a, in a spiritual stronghold mm. of judgment and criticism. And I think that's where hurt in the body has come, has come out. Mm. So I would say, um, number one, how do you know if you're in office of prophet? Your, your leadership has acknowledged it uh, because both man and God will acknowledge it according to the scripture. Mm. Um, and and you, you operate and you're governed by love. Mm. Many, you know, you can speak in tongues of men and angels, but yeah. if you have not love, you're, you're, a, ga- you're a gong. A clanging gong, gong, yeah. And I think um, many people 
don't know this, but we've had to correct people mm. and nobody knows it because we've prayed and we've fasted and we've sought love for the person mm. who's getting correction because it's out of a, a heart of love to bring in, hey, you're going to hurt yourself if you go here. It's never been harsh or crass or yeah, or mm. bad. And then direction is to speak direction into the, the shape of the church, into a city, into, and that would be a role of an office. Mm. But first and foremost, their love will be to teach the body and to train the body mm. um, to hear God's voice. Yeah, that's really good because I do think there's a, there's a common misconception that, you know, some people think y- because you get prof- prophetic utterances that you can go around and, and correct people and rebuke and do those kinds of things. But it's 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 like you said. There's a specific call for that, and and you are trusted to bring that correction, like a like a father would to a son, because y- you speak the, the the words of the father, or whoever is the prophet will speak the words of the father. Yeah. So, just on that on that point, obviously, there in any kind of ministry, um, there, there's misconceptions about stuff. When you talk about healing, when you talk about prophetic, apostolic, whatever it may be, even even pastorally, there's there's misconceptions. What are some of the you know, if you had to name one or two misconceptions that you would like to make people aware of that say, hey, this isn't really how it is mm. uh, in terms of the prophetic. Well, I think your opening question to me is it. I think the, the hardest thing about where I've had to journey with the Lord is the rejection from people mm. towards the prophetic. And I often perceived it as me. Um, so a comment that I will hear often is, don't look at me. Um, you you can see my Read stuff my or people avoid me like a plague yeah. and actually I just want to love them I never look for the negative mm. um, I never I never engage in that I'm always asking God who are they in the kingdom mm. so that's one and then I think one of the biggest things in the prophetic ministry is there are so many different um, defining uh, roles or people say this is what the prophetic is this is what it is there's so many different opinions yeah. and there's really bad experiences um, we've encountered people who've had such bad experiences and they hurt. And unfortunately, that stops them flowing in, in the, the presence of Jesus mm. because the prophetic is hearing God's voice and responding in obedience, being in his presence. And so I'm often treated um, badly by people because of their experience rather than just, you know, carry at the end of the day. Mm. And I think um, for me to be in a place where how do we, in a godly way, love people out of those experiences? Mm. And that's a great challenge in where we operate um, because that's their experience. It's their life experience. Yeah. And to really come and say, God, yes, this person's avoiding me or yes, this person's, I mean, I've had somebody say to me, you're a false prophet, p- prophecy is from New Testament in Acts and that's mm. it. And to say, well, God, how do we how do we love them that they encounter your power and your presence and encouragement that it becomes a normal working in their life every day? Yeah. And that's a huge challenge in, in where we walk. Yeah. And and, and obviously in term when s- when someone leads something, you often take the brunt of of you know what the the positive and the negative and, and generally that'll flow down to anyone who's who's part of prophetic like you said so the prophetic can be mis misconceived by someone out there mm. and 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 they have the same kind of experience and i like what you said there it's it's really we need to flip the mindset of of people knowing that the when when a word comes it should be good yes. um and and yes there's space for correction and those kinds of things but within the context of of calling and and, and anointings so i think that's something that i like that you said is that we need really need to get people's minds around the prophetic, you don't have to be nervous about it. It's not something that someone's trying to find out all your sin. Mm. It's that calling out the gold and seeing what God has made. So so to 
that just diffuses that whole stigma about, oh, yes. but he or she can look into my mind and they'll see my sin, which yeah. you don't really want to do. No. So w- what are some of the joys then of, of being in the prophetic ministry uh, or, or being prophetic? What would you say are some of the joys that come, come okay. with that? Um, I have to say, out of all the fivefold ministries, I have the best one. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have to say that. I have to say that. Because uh, I think naturally, because I'm a teacher, there's two things that just I live for. Like those moments, is they're just beautiful. So the first one is when we're in a moment where we've spoken a word of how God sees a person mm. and heaven touches them and it comes alive on that person's face in that moment, you know that they're forever changed. Sure, yeah. It's like... I, and it's been beautiful where people will believe such lies about themselves and we choose to push past those lies and say, God, give us a, a picture of how you created them. Mm. And as you release the words, it's almost like the Holy Spirit is is flooded in those words. It's He's knitted into those words and you watch it go into the person and they wake up. Um, it is the one of the most amazing places that we get to operate is just to see life being released over men mm. and women. And then the next thing is is what I really love is when I'm teaching and particularly teaching about the gift of the spirit and um, unpacking things in the spirit. When when we teach um, how God speaks and we teach about moving in discernment, people suddenly get a aha moment yeah. because they realize, one, they've been doing it their whole life. And two, they're not as crazy as they thought they were. Yeah. <laughs> and many people who operate in high spiritual senses um, sometimes can take labels like bipolar or ADD mm. or, and, and suddenly you speak the truth of what the Word of God says and the truth of this beautiful anointing and calling and people wake up in that moment mm. and they're able to say, wow, I'm amazing. God has created me amazing with this gifting. Mm. And I think those are the two things sure. that just make me get up every morning um, and keep on going because, yeah, just to see people encounter God's goodness and, mm. and identity um, is awesome. Yeah, mm. yeah. you see those lies just falling off, off when the truth comes and people start walking in their destiny. Yeah. And then in terms of the church, why, and I think you've, you've kind of answered it, but, it, but why would you say is the prophetic so important for the church? Not just our church as the fellowship, but the, mm. chur- the global church. Well, I think there's two reasons. Number one, a church that doesn't hear God's voice and respond in obedience is a religious organization. Mm. And I say that very boldly. And, um, you know, I never want to be stagnant because in 2015 I heard God's voice and that was it. I want to be in a place where every day I'm encountering the presence of God and I'm encountering his voice Mm. and I'm encountering his leading and being obedient to it. And, And that's where we see the power of the Holy Spirit manifest through the church. So in, in essence, um, the prophetic needs all of the other fivefold ministry, sure, yeah. but, but the other fivefold ministry need needs the prophetic, prophetic because if you can't hear God, you can't respond in obedience. Yeah. So that's the first one. Um, and the second one is, you know, in, in our day and age, if you open up a magazine, you are hit with so many negative stimulation or, or negative thoughts. Mm. You look at TV, there's, there's so many disqualifying things that come at us all day, every day. 
And never before, I believe that the earth is crying out for encouragers, mm. crying out for somebody who will be willing to stand in the gap and to say, despite the negative that's in front of me, I choose to look into heaven for you. Despite what's coming at me or, or where you're at or your pain, I'm choosing to say, God, there has to be a, a God designed for this person. And I think that need in the body right now for encouraging and encouragement and releasing identity over people is, is so great that the church need that the church needs the prophetic mm. so people can step into true identity um, and be taught how to go into the presence of God mm. and, uh, and as a church uh, ourselves growing in, in the prophetic ministry what would you say are some of the keys that, that, that we need to know in terms of how do we keep on growing mm. um, how do we keep on growing in hearing God's voice what do we do to hear God's voice better um, I know it's, it's saturated through everything that you say but just lift maybe lift out a couple of key aspects that you would call okay. out? I think the first one, and the uh, and I think I'm going to say it a few times, is abide, abide, mm. abide, abide. Um, there is a place of abiding in the vine, John 15, yeah. that when you abide in Jesus, that natural hearing God's voice, you grow more confident. Um, so you hear him quietly in the beginning, and as you start to, to be in his presence, you start to identify his voice quicker mm. and easier. And so number one is abiding on your personal time. Uh, number two is prayer meetings. Mm. If you're in doubt, if you're hearing God's voice, get into a, a spirit-filled prayer meeting where men and women are praying in the spirit and you will quickly see that you're in the spirit too. Yeah. And there's a confidence True. drop that just drops into you that you're able to hear God's voice. And and I think, y you know, there, there are many activities you can do. You can do courses. We offer a great deal in the church. Mm. But I think it comes from a place of being obedient to where God is leading you and that stems out of the abiding. Mm. Uh, for some people, it's doing a course and, and having freedom come over the identity. For some, it's coming in for a prophetic word. For some, it's getting into the scripture mm. and reading the word of God and that are coming alive. So I don't want to put a, this is what we should do. Yeah. But I want to say, number one is abide and get into prayer meetings. Yeah, yeah there really isn't a, a model to, mm. to hearing God's voice. It is a relational thing. Yeah. And I can testify to what you said on terms of prayer meetings when I started out in, in just hearing God's voice for me. I got activated in in, a, in prayer meetings because you sit there and you're too scared to even pray, but you just when you think you're going to pray, someone else prays yes. it, and then you know, okay, I'm in the spirit, I'm hearing yes. what what's going on, and and it's so encouraging, and I think that's also an important part of the prophetic. It's 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 done in the body. It's yes. not this like you do it by yourself. You you hear by yourself, but you we also hear corporately. Yeah, and it's amazing to to get to grow in that and be a part of that. So you touched on that as well. J just quickly share maybe some of the opportunities around around church um, that people can can get involved with in terms of growing in in the prophetic or growing in hearing God's voice. Yes. Um, well, as I said, a pre meeting is uh, an option, and yeah. uh, we have a few of those. Yeah, so uh, if you need to know, there there is I think thirteen or fourteen pre meetings a, a week, um, and then uh, there's courses. We do hearing God, how God speaks. So hearing God one. And we do introduction to the prophetic throughout the year. And mm. Monique has those dates. Um, else Friday mornings, we pray prophetically. Uh, and we come into a place where we seek the Lord from 9 to 10 every morning. And we give prophetic word from 10 to 11. And if you just want to be activated, come along. That's not a closed uh, group. That's mm. not only for you know, the five prophetic people who have a tick on their shoulder. Mm. I don't operate like that. If you want to grow, come. And I believe everybody hears the voice of the Lord when they put their heart before the Lord. Mm. And, I, and I know there's one one of the hearing God's 
voice courses starting up in February. Yes. So people can definitely join up with that. Yes. Um, in terms of um, prophetic voices in, in, in within the church, I know we've been talking about our church and, and we've been talking about what's happening around here. Who would you say, you know, are some of the safe um, voices to listen to from outside of church? Because as much as we are growing as, as the fellowship and, yes. and things are happening here, we also want to be a part of what's happening globally and, and uh, as the church, uh, yes. the kingdom is advancing. So maybe some of the, the literature that you read that you would say this is someone that you can definitely listen to, maybe a podcast or a sermon or, or whatever. Is there anything you would suggest? Yes, well, I think first uh, you need to understand that there's different prophetic voices and different prophetic roles. Mm. So you need to know what you're after mm. because it's just so vast. Um, but some people that I love uh, just to, to keep connecting with, and I don't follow prophetic people. Yeah. I must be honest, I don't subscribe to the weekly email yeah. because I feel I need to hear God for where I'm at. And we've got to be careful not to go you're there. you're not influenced yes. by their words. Yeah. yeah. But I love Doug Anderson. I love Sean Bowles, uh, Chris Vallotton, Patricia King. Mm. I'm trying to think who else. Graham Cook. Uh, Graham Cook. Oh, yes. Graham Cook is one of my favorites. And if you hang around me long enough, you'll you'll hear me quote his stuff. <laughs> so I think they're, 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 there's actually a few people. Uh, I can't think of Pat right now. Mm. But that's where I would start, just jumping in. Mm. Uh, they really get um, global awakening as well. They, they give good prophetic background and foundation mm. to uh, where we operate as a church. Okay. And I, I'm going to put you on the spot if mm. I may. Um, for, for our church and, and where we are going at the moment, what is God saying to you? What mm. is the, if I can say, the prophetic word for, for us for now? You yes. know, what can we get excited about? I think I'm going to have to come back and do another half an hour <laughs> session on that. But I think there's two things that the Lord is really speaking to me about at the moment. And again, it's abiding. To be a people that are so entrenched in the power of the Spirit that when God says move, we move. Mm. Um, and, and that doesn't come by wishing it. It comes by spending time with Him. Uh, so I think there's a greater call back to our first love and being in our first love. That's the first one. And then the second one is God is calling us into a season of business. Mm. Um, and that's why I say I'll probably have to come back and unpack yep. that with you. But prophetically, it, it God is... Um, God gave me a strong prophetic word last year about business and uh, that that the dividing lines between ministry and business are going to be washed away. Okay. That is, as businessmen and women and people in business, that we're going to create a move of ministry, um, well, not create, we're going to operate with God mm. in a move of, of ministry within our businesses. It's going to be our everyday. And uh, the Lord gave me a vision last night, and I can just share it with you. Sure. Uh, I was playing around in my kitchen again, coming up with some good new products. Uh, I was blending stuff and I had superfood powder everywhere <coughs> and there was a big mess. And I looked at it and I thought, this is true worship. Mm. God, this is true worship because you've gifted me to do this. Mm. And I'm, I'm just operating in my gifting, how you've created me to mm. be. And I think God is going to take people back into true gifting. And it's going to be beautiful, raw worship before the Lord. And it's going to be manifest in business. Mm. And so I think as a church, I think God is going to be taking us out. Sure. Um, and, and we're going to be expressing the kingdom in new ways. Mm. That excites me so much because I spoke to Bharti on the last episode on evangelism and, and going out. But often it's just this thing of you have to go walk on the street and r reach out to people. But actually in business, through those kinds of avenues, we can reach the yeah. world. So that really excites me. And I, uh, while you were saying that, I, I think it's from Chariots of Fire. I've never even watched the movie, but I know there's a quote that comes. The guy says, uh, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. Yeah. And I think 
that that excites me to know that we don't have to be a prophet or a pastor you can just be what god made you to be and you you will feel his pleasure you will know his pleasure when you do what he's made you to do and and that's a beautiful thing about the prophetic we get to see people come into that and we get to see their journeys and see them experience god's pleasure that's it and and by means of ending off, uh, if if you wouldn't mind, just praying over the people listening today. Sure. I'm, I'm I'm trusting that there's a lot of people listening, and and if you can just pray over them and just uh, almost fire fire us up, you know, mm. just just release uh, a, an a, an awakening of hearing to those listening of God's voice and getting us into, um, yeah, hearing God's voice better. Sure. Mm. Yeah, Lord, we want to thank you that you are a faithful, faithful, good God. I want to thank you that when we come into your presence, that you just open up the depth of your heart and we get to discover the wonder and the facets and the majesty of who you are. Mm. And I pray, God, I pray for an impartation of passion to be in your presence. I pray, Father, that there will be a release now over the way, the, the airwaves mm. of, of hunger to know you more and to be in the depth of your heart and to hear your voice, Lord. And I just want to declare, Lord, that you will open up our eyes to see how you see and that you will release Ephesians 1 over us, God, that we will be a people who will have revelation, insight, and understanding to know you more, God. And so, Lord, I really just want to pray right now for a fresh awakening for and a fresh anointing to hear you, to be in the word of God, and to have passion to be in your presence, Lord. And I thank you that, that how you've created us is good. And I pray for a trust in our identity and a trust in, in our makeup, that as we rest in you, that we're hearing you in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Kerry. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that was the fifth episode of the Fellow Cast, and you were listening to me, host Valdu and Kerry Stewart. Next week, we will have uh, Eddie Cochrane. I think that's how you pronounce his surname. He'll probably give me a clap if I got it wrong. But we're going to be speaking about, about prayer. I'm very excited about that. I hope you were encouraged and blessed by this. Until next time. Bye-bye.